0: understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith that word all is pretty big in this scripture God's trying to really make a uh, an example he's trying to exaggerate the fact of what he's saying here though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity listen to this I am nothing you with me did you get that that's pretty big you don't find that in the King James Bible too many times where God says, I am nothing if you ain't got this. That's right. Remember that. That's, that's pretty big. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Gonna read just a couple more. Charity, love, suffereth long, and is kind. Love envieth not. Love voneth not itself, is not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. I'm going to go to the end of the chapter. It says, and now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You can be seated. Amen. Father, we pray for a touch from heaven, Lord. <laughs> Woo! I thank you, Lord, for what you already give me it'd be good enough we could just quit right now what we're ready to get the job done oh, yeah. father I pray you pour it on me a little bit more help me preach help me stir it boy. up inside me lord give me the unction I need and father I pray we uh, get something done for you tonight I pray we uplift some people I pray we change some people's lives and father I know if I do my job you'll do your job I pray for a blessing here tonight lord I pray you show up and show out and I know you will I'm expecting great things tonight, Lord, to come out of this message and be lodged in some people's hearts. Father, I pray you help me tonight. Help these young men, help the congregation, help the pastor. Father, we just love you. We thank you. We give you the credit for everything. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to move around just a little bit to make my point about this love. It's a little bit different than it was when I preached it last time, but that's okay. Uh, I could preach it every every week, and it'd be different. Uh, let me get my mind right here. In Matthew twenty two thirty six, my wife loved this. Listen to this, uh, Master, which is a great commandment. Law, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Listen to this. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. That's pretty big statement. Everything we read, I don't, I, don't, I don't put nothing above nothing else in the Bible. But, but there's some things God puts out and the way he speaks it lets you know it's critical. Yes, sir. We need to get it. Right. Amen. Uh, the love thing i got from the lord but i got it through my wife kind of uh i've been a gristled up kind of fella my whole life i've been a good guy don't don't take that the wrong way people know me my whole life know i've been a good guy but uh god makes oaks and he makes willows i was an oak yeah. and some of you boys get that after a while and you say yeah amen that marine knows what i'm talking about uh, but in saying that if you're ever Going to get where God wants you to get in your Christian walk, talk, family, wh- wh- whatever's going on in your life, you got to get this love thing figured out with Him. Yes, the quicker you understand yes. that you need to love the Lord beyond everything else, right. you'll get a freedom about you that you never had. Yes, Amen. Freedom, I think, is the right word there. I, I think it's what what happened to me, uh, you know. Uh, but there, there's a lot of things that, that you'll hear, and, and and there's a lot of good preaching in the Bible, and but but this this will affect you in ways that a lot of the other stuff won't. I believe in shouting. I'm a shouter. Uh, I believe in running laps. We run laps around the sanctuary. I'm that guy. Amen. But if I do all that and I bark at the preacher and I carry on like the book says here and I ain't got love when I go out that door, then I'm just making racket. Did you get that? You you boys get that? That makes sense. I don't know if y'all shouters or not. Right now I'm thinking you're not, but that's okay. I'm going to give you a chance here to get with me. I'm going to pull it out of you. Don't worry. I'm going to get in there with you. And then he makes a statement. He talks about faith. And you could even say knowledge. I almost think he's looking at education there a little bit. I wouldn't argue with nobody about that, but, but, but I think he is knowledge and, uh, and all faith. He, he, he exaggerates that so much. He says, you can do all this stuff. Prophesy, there means giving out the gospel. We're in the New Testament, not the Old Testament, a little different when you're talking about prophets. New Testament, talking about giving out the gospel when he says prophesy. He says, you can do all that stuff and if you hadn't got love, you ain't got nothing. Amen. Oh, yeah. that, that's good stuff now. Yeah. Then he says you can do everything possible helping people and working your tail off. Yeah. Give your body to be burned at the stake. Yeah. And if you hadn't got love, it if you nothing. Yeah. You ain't got nothing. Amen. Now Preacher, how, how do we get this love how do we understand what, what what's going to take what's going to make us understand how we need to do that he is That's right. he Jesus is our example That's right. amen yes. if you're going to walk around and, and tell people you're a Christian and, and pass out soul winning tracks and try to be a soul winner and do all this stuff you better be doing it with love amen don't mess it up for me yeah. don't beat them up and then when i come by you don't beat them up and they don't want to hear about it that's right. do yeah. it with love yeah. it's got to be it's got to be in there but if he's our example you all think about this this is good i can't tell you the times that i went to the altar and prayed and asked god to forgive me for the same sin that's right the same problem yeah. that i've dealt with for 30 years or whatever i'm right back there on sunday morning Begging God. And you know how many times he's ever said anything but, I forgive you. Zero. Not one time did he ever say, you're back again. Begging me for forgiveness. How many times you gonna do this? Amen. Amen. You keep coming back up here with the same sin problem every Sunday. I'm getting tired of it. He don't say that. So we ain't supposed to say it. No, sir. Amen. Does that make sense? He's our example. When we look for love and how to have love in our body, He's who we look to. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. He is. Yes, sir. Not the pastor. That's right. Not the helper. That's right. yes. He is. Yes. You come into church for the preacher, you're going to fail. I right. promise you right now, you're going to fail. Right. Amen. Yes. You all. You are. You are. I've been through some of them failures. Amen. Think about this now, and and we'll move quick. Jesus was going through everything he was going through that night in the garden. They finally come. Then he goes through all these trials, we'll say, middle of the night. They pluck his beard out, spit in his face. They whooped him unrecognizable the Bible says that meant if you knew what he looked like and then you seen him hanging on the cross you wouldn't even know that was him that's what a whooping he took amen not one time did he say anything when they chose Barabbas he didn't say man I've done all this good and Barabbas is a murderer and I've been bringing people back to life and they chose him he didn't say that not one time did anything come out of his mouth, but good stuff. Amen. Let that get down in there just a little bit. That'll help you. Now, I'm telling you, it'll help you. If you can look at him on how to live your life every day, your day, you're going to have some freedom that you've never had. I'm telling you, my wife was real sick, been sick for a long time. And I'll try to use her and me as an example. That way I don't beat nobody else up. Because I don't want to beat nobody else up. Preaching on love. Amen. But sometimes I would get just a little bit short with my mom. You know, I, I was tired. I was giving out. I've been doing this for seven and a half months. Day and night. She, she couldn't breathe. She had COPD. She was on oxygen, six and a half liters. That's a bunch to be sitting in the house on. It's dangerous. She wore a BiPAP machine at night, which is one step from a ventilator. It's critical, everything, everything we did was critical. Yes, you got in a mess, you was in a mess for two days, yeah. you know, and, and and I would get to telling her, mama, we gotta do this, and she would just be a little slow about it, you know. Papa, we okay, we, go, we gonna get there, just hold on a minute, you know. And she. Women are different than men, you gotta get that figured out real quick. <laughs> yeah. They just are, they do things different, and they're going to do them like they do them, and you're just going to get in line. Amen. I mean, it just is what it is. You men ought to, I figured somebody would run right there when I said that. Amen. But, I, you know, I can see the problem coming, and I'm trying to head it off, so I get a little bit short with my mom talking to her. You could say I was talking mean, but not really mean. And she'd say, Papa, come sit down. And I'd sit down on the bed, She'd say, hold my hand. She'd sit there and she'd say, Lord, forgive us. We're just trying to do the best we can do. And papa's wore out. I'm getting short with her, and she's asking God to forgive me and her. It was just spewing out of her. Now, I'm telling you, you know, you can't be around that and it not affect you. It's going to affect you. We prayed 15, 20 times a day, and some days that wasn't enough. Some days I had to call Brother Shane, yeah. 9 o'clock. She'd say, call the preacher. Yeah. Get him down here. We ain't getting nothing. Ain't nothing going through. Amen. Get him down here. You know, she couldn't breathe, and, and it wouldn't get no better. And time had gone on time. She'd say, call Shane. Yeah. Call him, Daddy. Call him. Get him on the phone. Yeah. One time we got so tired, me and my 11-year-old grandson got so tired, we just give up. We prayed 25 times. It was a mess. Me and him both mad. We don't want to pray no more. Now, I know that's sad to say, brother, but try praying 25 times in a day yeah. for the same thing. Yeah, for, your, for your grandma and your wife to be able to breathe. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it don't get that bad if you spaced it out, but that ain't the way it works. Yeah. When she had the problem, we kept praying. Yeah. Can't even go back to his room. I'd come back in there. She'd say, get that boy back in here. Let's pray again. We got to get some help, Papa. I'd say, amen. We'd pray again. Sometimes he'd pray the whole time, and I'd sit there and shout. Sometimes I'd pray. Sometimes we'd both pray. Sometimes Mama prayed with us. Sometimes she did. We wore out. I called a preacher. I said, Preacher, we're done. We got to have some help, bro. He said, I'm in a truck. I'm on the way. He come in like the WWF and tag, tag team me and Kenan out. He said, I got it, boys. I got it. He knew what was going on because I was talking to him every day. You know. It's a tough situation. But when you got God on your side, and if you say born again, you got him on your side. Right. But when you love him back, like he's wanting you to love him back, yeah. like he give us the example yeah. to love him back, yes. then it's just multiplied unbelievably. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. You ever just met somebody that had it on them? Yeah. And you just think, boy, that guy's something else or that woman something else. Wasn't that wasn't she? Well, she had it, didn't she? You know, they got that love thing. Yep, sir. They've got that love thing figured out. Now you can be the toughest man in the world. I, I ain't got nothing against tough. Me and preacher both tough. Yep. We we men's men. We them guys. Amen. We are. I got some chuckling back there from <laughs> M- Michelle. don't know what's going on there a little bit. <laughs> but we also got that love thing figured out. Yeah, right. Because we know if we don't. We're going to have a problem. Yes, we're, we're not going to get uh, the advantages that you can get, that's possible to get, just being born again. Amen. When the, when the love thing gets in, where you can look at people and love them when they're not lovable, yeah. anybody can love somebody when they love you back. Right. The Bible says that. I got that wrote down, but yeah. I'll just go ahead and pre- put it out there. The people we got to love is the ones that don't love us back. Them guys didn't love Jesus. They drove a crown of thorns down in his head. Plucked his beard out, spit in his face, slapped him. Amen. And when they finally get up there, the church is there, the government's there, the army's there, everybody's there at the cross. And they're laying him down. Driving the spikes in his hand. And all this crowd's there. And he don't say... Get them, God. I've had enough of this. I can't take it no more. These people are crazy. I ain't done nothing but good to them. This is what he says after all that. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. That's good stuff. Judas, look at this. This is another example. Judas comes to the garden where they're at, brings the soldiers with him. Kisses Jesus on the cheek. What did Jesus say to him? He said, friend. Friend. Where have you been? Amen. Now think about that. Think about y'all's situation, my situation, everybody's situation. Somebody's betrayed you, beat you up, beat you down. Jesus, if we follow in Jesus, he wants us to call him friend. Amen. I, I mean, you know, he's our example. Right. So if you ever wonder wh- why, h- how I'm going to act, how do I get this little thing going inside me? Look at what he did. Right. Look at the way he acted. Right. Amen. My God, that's good preaching. I'm telling you, it is. I don't care if I did it or not. That's good preaching right there. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There, there's one more thing, and, and these two go together. This, this is the, I ain't going to say the tough part of it, but. And I didn't mention this, I don't think, one time when I preached it last time, because I just didn't get there. I told too many stories, and I was wanting to get there, but but it was what it was. Uh, if you going to have this love thing, if you're going to have this spiritual richness, uh, they got Martin guitars, and they got Gibson guitars. I'm a Gibson man. But I like the Martins. They're bluegrass sounding guitars. They're a little louder than the Gibson, but the Gibson's real rich. It's got a rich sound to it. This love I'm, thing I'm talking about is real rich. Yeah. It'll, it, its like thick gravy. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mama liked water gravy. We called it water gravy because you just poured out of a bowl. And you, it'd run all over the plate and everything. But my grandma made thick gravy. Yeah. You know, you could just chunk it out on your biscuit. and You didn't have to worry about it running around. Yeah. Amen. Somebody's gonna get that after a while and have a fit. Now I'm telling you they will. In in Matthew, Jesus is preaching. And uh chapter five, chapter six, he, he does a bunch of preaching up on the mount, there, Sermon on the Mount. And he and he says a few things that uh are key with this love factor. I, I personally think. I, I could I wouldn't argue about it, but uh, it's in the book's in red, so I, I take I take real close heed to everything that's in the red. Uh Matthew, Matthew 5, 23. Listen to what it says. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother has ought against thee, leave thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, then bring thy gift, then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly. He's talking about forgiveness here. Uh Matthew 6, 14 and 15. This this is getting a little tough, but uh, it is what it is. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. This forgiveness and this love thing, they go together. There's no way humanly possible that you can say, Preacher, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord with everything I got in me. But my cousin over yonder ain't saved, and he's all messed up. And he done me wrong. And when I get a chance, I'm gonna bust his head. That it don't work like that. Amen. We we gotta get to the point to where, and and listen, I had a man that I set on the second pew in church with molested my daughter I looked for him for three days I'd have killed him by the family ain't no doubt in my mind but God wouldn't let me find him amen and in three days God said you're gonna clean that up you're gonna get rid of that or I'm gonna deal with you and I said Lord I'm clean it's over with it's out of my mind I, you know what I'm saying and I, I let it go I forgive that brother amen I sat on the same pew with him in church, shouted with him, sang with him, went to revival meetings with him, amen, yeah, sometimes this this forgiveness stuff is what gets us, it blocks the love vein that we need to be in, does that make sense? If, If the forgiveness gets sideways, then the love ain't even activated. Does that make sense? The Holy Ghost, when we get born again, the Holy Ghost comes in us. He lives inside us. So when we get this unforgiveness thing going on, we shun him back. We quench him. The Bible uses that word, don't quench the Holy Spirit. We, we quench him back. The only way we can quench the Holy Ghost is he loves us. We can't quench nobody that don't love us. Amen. He's the action figure. He's the good guy stays with us. Yeah. Bumps us when we, when we need to think about something, when we need to look at something. Yeah. He's the one that does that bumping. He's the one that says, hey, 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 hold it. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't think about that. Don't do that. He's the, he's the one that does that. You, Amen. But when we get that forgiveness thing messed up, then we got our love thing mixed up. Everybody getting that? Yes, sir. Is that going where it needs to go back our brother? Yeah. Amen that's pretty strong, everything I've read has been pretty strong he said, Jesus said if we don't forgive then he ain't going to forgive you say, well preacher, that sounds pretty crazy, well take it however you want to take it that's straight out the King James Bible Amen. amen, in red, it's right there you know the forgiveness, I preached this the Sunday, two Sundays ago, whatever it was and uh I could tell it was, I was okay till I got talking about the forgiveness. And then we had a snag. We, yeah. we caught the, you know what I'm saying? Kind of hit a root and, uh, but, it, but it got better, you know, as we went on. And uh, and this woman got to testify and when we got done preaching. Talking about she had been hurt so much in her life that she thought she was beyond love and for sure beyond forgiveness. And I said, well, they together. You know, you, you hear this all the time. Men preachers heard it God knows how many times. Well, I forgive them, but I ain't forgot it. Well, you ain't forgive nothing. Say, so Amen right there. That's good right there. Now I'm telling you, listen, it, it, sometimes in life we we get to a point to where we don't necessarily get mad at God, but God ain't answering us quick enough. And we kind of get bogged down, and our heart gets a little tight, and our love gets a little tight, then our forgiveness gets a little tight. We want to talk short to people. We want to say things we shouldn't say, you know. And uh, it it just, what's always bothered me since I got both feet drug in 30 years ago was meeting people, Christian people, church people. And they was mean as a rattlesnake. Yeah. That always bothered me. Yeah. I always had a problem with that. I, I just I just kept, I thought, now, if they got what I got, yeah. why are they mean? Yeah. Amen. And yeah. my brother, run a re, he's run a restaurant his whole life. And I've told this a bunch. And the worst day of the week for the restaurant and for the waitresses was Sunday. Yeah. You know why it was the worst day of the week for Sunday? The tips were the worst. And there was more of this, yeah. more yapping about the food, more complaining on Sunday yeah. when the church crowd come in. Yeah. Now, I know that don't make sense. It's like rolling the dice and getting something size two sixes, you know, eight or a nine and ain't even on the dice. You're thinking, this it, it's ain't right. But it's because a lot of Christians don't love the Lord according to his example. That's right. You with me? They, they don't look at how he lived as the example. Amen. My God. Over in, uh, I want to bump this just a little bit. We're doing good on time, I'm sure. On uh, well, First Peter, I, I kept going through this last night, and I walked in, and I told the preacher I'd been fighting and carrying on a little bit. In First Peter chapter 5, I walked in and seen these young men and I knew kind of why I was in 1 Peter chapter 5 last night. I thought well uh, verse 5 it says likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder yea all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that ye that he may exalt you in due time. Don't get in a hurry about it, fellas. It's coming. Amen. Amen. If he's with you now, he'll be with you 20 years from now. It's one thing about the Bible. I've been in a bunch of storms in my life, no more than anybody else, but I think I recognize them now a little better than most people do. But I learn when I get in a storm and I get to watering around to talk to God. Talk, Lord, what's going on here? Lord, what do I need to do to get get this lined up? Lord, help me here a little bit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. If you could have a homework assignment tonight, it'd be read 1 Peter. Ain't but five chapters. Take take a little time out. He said, just read 1 Peter, five chapters. Ain't so much good in there. It's unbelievable. It'll it help you unbelievably. Uh, I want to open just a little bit of this up and uh, to make a point. We went over to the, the hard stuff. I want to open this up just a little bit on this 1 Corinthians. Uh, it says, Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love voneth not itself. It's not puffed up. There's a lot of pride stuff right there. Yeah. Amen. Now, y'all know where pride comes from. Pride's straight from hell. Yeah. Amen. comes from witchcraft. If you study it out, but it's, it, you can say pride is straight from the devil. Yeah. It's straight from hell. Yeah. God don't deal with pride real good. I've been a prideful fellow a whole bunch of my life. And my whole family, it, it runs into a trait we got, you know. We're just prideful people, and, and uh, it ain't a good thing for God to take that out of you. It's a tough situation when God's got to deal with that pride every day for a while. But He will. He will. He, he's a just God. He don't, you know, when you get saved and you, your name's written in the book up there, you His, He's going to deal with you. Whether it's pride, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's love, I don't care what it is, He's going to deal with it. Just like if you're a mom or daddy, You've had to deal with young'uns. Amen. I mean, I'm having to raise a grandbaby now, 11-year-old grandbaby. He's a good kid, unbelievably good kid. Loves the Lord, runs laps around the church, got that love thing figured out. He's lost his mama and his daddy, and now the mama that raised him. Me and him, that's the only thing left now. And some aunts and uncles. And he still smiles and loves Jesus. You'd have to meet him. I wish he would have come tonight, but uh, he had a cousin. They ain't got no internet. Y'all know we can't function in life without internet now. So they ain't got no internet in a brand new house, so they have to come out to Pawpaw's single-wide trailer because I got internet and do all their homework. So Mama would have killed us seeing it, all them grandbabies out there every night, you know, drinking drinks, eating sweet pies, and just, you know, they love Popo's because they can do what they want to do at Popo's. Amen. Just, well, her mama don't like it. Their mom don't like it a bit. But I said, well, when that papa's at pawpaws. But I like it when them grandbabies hug my neck. I say, Papa, I love you. Well, he likes it too. If you want a his, he likes it when you talk to him. When you call out to him. God likes that. He's our father, yeah. amen? We his young'uns, we his kids, yeah. you know, but he really likes it. When you get in a situation where it's either be ugly or show love, and you show love, it just, he jumps up and down and hollers up in heaven, now I'm telling you he does. You read this Bible enough, you'll figure that out. I'm telling you, he loves it when we love him. And when we show our love for him to other people, yes, sir. that's when we're acting like like Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, this, this pride thing, love suffereth long, uh, and is kind. Uh, I, I, we ain't got to say much about that, but uh, it, it, it would surprise you how being kind is a is a trait that's, that's leaving. Uh, everybody now, and I'm talking about church people. Paul's preaching to the church here. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't preaching much of lost people down at the liquor store. Right. Paul's preaching to the church Corinth. Yeah. He is. He's saying, love suffereth long. We can't just do it every now and then. Right. Amen. We got to do it continually. Just like praying, it's like having a tickle in your throat. <laughs> it's always there. You ain't got to always do it. But it's always right there. You can pull it up. Uh, uh. That's what we ought to be about praying. It ought to be right on the tip of our box back there. Yeah. there Amen. 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 It's kind. Love envieth not. Envy gets everybody. Yeah. Envy and, and coveting kind of run together maybe. I think I could say that and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you can get through the first nine commandments, that tenth one's going to get you every time. That covenant's going to get you. Yeah. It just is. But the more love you put on, the more you look at Jesus and how he acted, and you try to imitate him, the less you have these problems. Amen. I hope somebody's getting a little bit of that. Uh, Love boneth boneth not itself, is not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. We could dissect unseemly, but it means ugly. Just take my word for it. Don't be ugly. I mean, you know, God don't like ugly. He especially don't like ugly from some of his crowd. Amen. You boys are looking at me kind of funny. Amen. He nodded his head. We we all right now. Amen. (laughs) Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. I, I, I I get tangled up on the thinketh no evil every day. Probably every minute of the day, because my mind is just—I don't know how the devil can get you mind like he can. I, for me, how he can get—I can be praying, and crazy stuff come into my mind while I'm praying, yeah. and I think where'd that come yeah. from? You know, a lot of it come from when I was lost, yeah. and I put stuff in my mind I didn't need to put in my mind—pictures right. and ugly stuff, stuff I shouldn't have been looking at to begin with. Yeah. Well, your mind's a hard drive. It loads everything in and it don't leave. Yeah. Only way you get it out is he gets it out. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh the easily provoked part gets us uh, pretty bad too. Uh I I'll tell this story and, 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 and I'll start heading winding it down. Uh I I was I'm on Facebook, the hot dog stand, we preach about ten minutes, y'all know, and and I put the preaching on Facebook and, and every, for five years we've been doing that or however long, all these sermons, I get showed back to me. A year later, we got them four years old now. I'll share it again. Four years ago, we was preaching that on the street, giving away food, telling people how to be saved. And it comes back. Well, I got a little bit of a following, some guys I know in the county. I've known them a long time, you know. A little thing come up on my phone, and God told me when I seen it, be careful. And but I thought exactly it was a little picture of a president. And I should have left it alone. I knew better. But I agreed with that picture and what it said. Yeah. And God told me the second time, He said, Don't do it. Don't share that. Don't put Don't put Brother Linder's name beside that. Yeah. It's gonna hurt you. Now I'm trying to make make a point here to some of you young men. I shared that, and the three hundred and fifty five hundred people that followed me got it. One of them was a good preacher buddy of mine. He was a man of color, and this president was a man of color. I wasn't beating up the president. I knew better. I'm an old Navy man. The president's the president. It is what it is. Pray for him and go on back. If you don't like him, vote him out, amen. But. It was saying something that I 100% agree, agreed with in the pulpit. It all started with him. Wasn't no men getting married until he got in office. And I agreed with that. Any, anyway, two days later I, I get a little message from a preacher buddy. He said, brother, I lost all respect for you that I ever had. I would have never thought you would have done something like that, even though you didn't, it wasn't your thing, you just shared it. He said, brother, I didn't think you had that in you. Amen. And that crippled me. And I thought, well, however many years it took me to get the opinion of him, the uh, Christian look, walk, talk with him, I lost it in a split second. Because of sharing a stupid picture. That right there will get you in more trouble than you can shake a stick at. It don't leave. When you put it on there, it's there. It gets out yonder. It don't go nowhere. And about a month later, I shared a picture from four or five years ago or eight years A long time ago. I was baptizing a woman in a swimming pool at a rest home. She was able to walk down in the pool with help. And we, she wanted to get baptized. She got saved. She wanted to get baptized in a swimming pool, and I had a picture there. Me and another woman was baptizing that, that lady. And when he seen that, he forgive me. And he told me, he said, "Brother, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, that I messaged you and said anything like that. You a real man of God, and I appreciate you." He said, "I shouldn't let them politics get in my way." And and uh, and I texted him back. I said, "Brother, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that and caused you some pain. That wasn't my." my objective, amen, was be careful what you say and do, you got one testimony, one, you, you can't go back and redo it, there ain't no redos with it, amen, uh, lot, a lot of people I get to preach to knew me when I was young, and knew how rough I was, and so I got a little bit of a problem with them because they remember me back when I wasn't running with the Lord. Yeah. I'm talking about some time after I saved. Yeah. I know we don't wanna talk about that, yeah. you know. But I was pretty crazy after I got saved. But God didn't quit on me. Yeah. You know, he kept on that hammer and chiseling and knocking stuff off yeah. till he got me about where he wanted me, amen. And he'll do the same thing for you, amen. Right. It, it, love suffers long. It ain't got no pride with it. Uh, this, this ain't something that happens overnight. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It, it takes a little bit of time to get a hold of this. But I'm telling you, if you'll apply it, if you'll just look at him and remember how many times he told you no what to alter or scalded you, think about that, it'll change your life. It'll give you some freedom that you ain't never had. It won't, I, I told this, uh, w- when I wake up in the morning after I got this thing figured out years ago and I'd wake up in the morning and my wife would wake up, it didn't matter if my wife was mad at me because her mad or happy had nothing to do with my love going with him. You with me? Her being mad or glad didn't affect me because my love and my life don't depend on whether she's happy or sad. Yeah. It depends on my love for him and whether or not I can forgive her if she's mad at me or not. Hey, you with me? Did, did, I know that was a little bit deep, but uh, that, that's some good stuff right there. The, the things that bother you now, if you get this love thing figured out and you try to practice it just a little bit, a lot of things won't bother you no more. You'll let that go. You'll smile. You'll say, well, bless, bless God. Amen. My my. You'll just keep on getting up. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Y'all Baptist. Y'all Baptists. Somebody nod your head. Look at me a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all dressed up like independent Baptists. Y'all ain't shouting like independent Baptists, but y'all. Y'all look like us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, he's the example. He, he's, the, he's the only one we can look to. He's the only one that lived a perfect 33 and a half years, never sinned one time, never, never was no hate or gal in his mouth, period. And all the stuff he went through, he's our example. He's the one we're supposed to look to. If you can get that part figured out, it'll really help you. Because yes, every time somebody wrongs you, you'll say, I wonder what Jesus will say right there. Yeah. Then you'll figure out he wasn't going to say, he ain't going to say what you think about saying. And you can just pull it back. Yeah. Amen. My right. ah, God, help us, Lord. Yeah. I'm telling you. Remember that forgiveness hooks on with it. You with me? That forgiveness will free you up. I, I used to teach Sunday school, and. Uh, and I had a boy about, I don't know, 13, 14 years old. He, he was in a bad situation. He had a brother. And uh, I, I was always preaching about this forgiveness in Sunday school. And, and uh, we, was a, we was a good soul winning church. And uh, so, you know, I was bumping everybody in Sunday school, making sure everybody was saved. You know, they was all saved. And, and I got on that forgiveness one day and he waited after class. And, and uh, he, he told me, he said, Preacher, I, I got something to say to you. I said, say it, brother. He said, uh, I got a problem with that forgiveness thing. I said, you have? He said, yeah. I said, well, he's got a problem with you. He didn't like it. He said, well, he said I just think some people can't forgive. I said, oh, no. He didn't put no exceptions in that. He didn't care how bad the wrong was. This boy had a a mama and a stepdaddy, and it was messed up, and And the daddy had been mean to him. The stepdaddy had been mean to him and wasn't a good guy. And I knew the situation a little bit. And the the hardest thing I ever done was look at 12, 13-year-old boy and I and tell him he needed to forgive that man for the wrong he'd done to him. That boy ended up getting saved that morning. He's supposed to have already been saved. But once he got that, once that love and that, that forgiveness got down in his heart, he said, Preacher, I ain't right. I said, Amen. I said, Well, let's get right. Call after him, ask him to save you, and he will. Yeah. yeah. Went back in the church, we was out in the fellowship building. I said we're we at Sunday school. Went back in. I knew his mom. I pat his mom on the back. I said that boy got saved out there this morning. I said please don't beat him up about it. Don't tell him he's already saved. Just just go with what we got because he, he he got it right today. You know he, he learned about some forgiveness today, and it's really helped him. So be be sure you try to put them together. Amen. If you don't, you're gonna have that same problem. You're going to think you've got to love, but but if you can't forgive, you're lacking. There's something there lacking. Amen. The Bible says this, now hush. The uh, Bible says this, this is my, uh, I didn't get to uh, Galatians or anything with this, but it's okay. I said what God wants to say, that's the main thing. In, in the book of Romans, could be somebody here lost. I want to make sure you understand uh Book of Acts, Paul and Silas having a fit. God shows up, knocks the chains off of them. The jailer's going to kill himself. Paul stops him. I'm paraphrasing. Just be with me. Stay with me. The old jailer finally gets to him and said, what must I do to be saved? Paul said, you must believe. Amen. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul goes on and expounds to him and preaches to him some more. But that was the first thing it said. And then the Bible says Paul expounded to him preached to him a little well, in Romans, Paul says this, in Romans 10, 9, if I can get to Romans, amen, I'm taking Metformin in a pile of it, and it's got my mind all messed up, by it, crazy, uh, 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, yeah. if you ain't done some confessing with your mouth, you probably got a problem with your salvation, yeah. amen, I've heard them say, I believe he got saved when he stepped out of the pew, he didn't get saved right back there. He got saved when he opened his mouth and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm all messed up. Now, I wouldn't argue with you about him stepping out. You know, I've heard that all my life. But once I got the soul winning, I knew how critical it was for them to open their mouth and talk to God about their salvation. Amen. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. didn't say you might be saved. Said, He shall be saved. Everybody with me? For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. There it is again, talking out the mouth. Second time. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Third time. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Fourth time, how shall they call on him and whom they've not believed and how shall they believe in him and whom they've not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher? You ain't just gonna wake up one morning and you ain't heard the word of God preached. You ain't read the Bible. You ain't looked at a soul winning track. You're not just gonna wake up and say, whoo, I think I'll get saved this morning. That ain't, don't work like that. God's got it. The word of God. The Bible says in 17, if you keep going on down, so then faith, what we need to call on God, cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Everybody got that? Anybody got any questions about what the Bible says about being saved? We just read it straight out the King James Bible. Amen. You boys all good? Everybody good? Amen. Amen. Everybody's good. Hallelujah. I'm missing my buddy. I, I, was, I was waiting on my buddy, but she didn't make it, did she, brother? Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody okay? Sister, you want to come play that song that I like? You know which one I'm talking about, don't you, honey? Amen. I'll let the pastor come up. Fix anything I messed up real quick. <laughs> <laughs>